0: what's better than talking movies? Talking about movies that don't even exist. We're just a couple of movie buffs nerding out in front of microphones aka the Indirectors. I'm Ryan W. Bradley with Benjamin Ilako and in the first season of the podcast we watched the films of South Korean filmmaker Bong Joon-ho. Now it's time to get speculative. Bong Joon-ho has mentioned in interviews that he loves comics, and of course, Snowpiercer was adapted from a comic. But let's talk superheroes. Let's talk cinematic universes and blockbuster tentpoles, then let's will some movies into existence. I'm ready. Let's do it. So, superhero films you'd like to see Bong Joon-ho make. What characters would you like to see him bring to the big screen?
1: Alright, so I'm gonna get this out in front of everyone first, which is that I struggled with this, Ryan. I struggled. I struggled for real, I struggled hard, I did my best. This is this is a little bit painful for me. So I have to admit some things <laughs> to our to our our audience and to you, which is I am not a big like comic guy. I like comics. I haven't read a lot of superhero comics. I'm more of a like my my fandom for superheroes really comes more from Saturday morning cartoons. So for me, the ritual was Saturday mornings was I have to sit down, I have to watch my Spider-Man show i have to watch my x-men show and those were like the 1990s shows which are fantastic and i don't have disney plus but i think they're on there and it pisses me off that i can't access them and just re-watch them <laughs> and i i refuse to pay for disney plus i don't know if i've ever said that on this show but but i will not give disney any more of my goddamn money so <laughs> <laughs> refuse to do it i don't care if it's that cheap i won't do it um but i, I did struggle with this a little bit um, and and not just for that, but I think because I, I I'm I'll I'll just say I'm really excited to hear your list because I struggle with this in part because when I think about superheroes and this this is going to speak to my lack of of experience with comics and superheroes in comics because I I know how diverse they are from conversations and just awareness of these things, but like my breadth and depth of knowledge of, of actual superhero characters is so limited that like I still kind of think of superheroes and I'm like well they're kind of these brawny like I don't know big big dudes or whoever and they they kind of have literally they have power right so when I think of Bong Joon-ho and the types of characters that he seems to be gravitating towards I don't picture that type of a character at all so I really struggled to be like okay what What superheroes am I aware of that he might be drawn to that he could do a good job with and and do justice with them? So I have two selections that are probably going to be super underwhelming to people and people are going to be like, no, (laughs) they're either too obvious or just I don't know. So. They're both female characters. So again, you you're gonna see my awareness of the Saturday morning X-Men cartoon. I I'm just really drawn to X-Men. I think that I, I think that Bong joon ho could get a lot out of the X-Men themes, which are all about, you know, class struggle and exploitation and X-Men, the, the X-Men themselves, mutants being a subclass. And all of that. Right. I, I think that plays well into Bong Joon-ho's themes of of class and and power struggles and that sort of thing. So I have both of my examples are from the X-Men universe. So the first uh, is I, I thought, you know, why not? I, I thought, let's let's give it a shot. I'd love to do justice to this character. I was like, I'd love to see Bong Joon-ho take a relatively obscure character, at least in my eyes, my limited experience, take a relatively obscure character and do justice to to this character. So, um, so I thought uh, uh, Jubilee, a Jubilee origin hmm. story. Um, I I want to see. You know. You know. We've talked about you and me, Ryan. We've talked about how Bong Joon Ho has those visuals of like. Remember, barking dogs never bite. Where there's that like confetti. Yep,
0: my favorite. You know, favorite. And it,
1: it's yeah, it's beautiful. Off in, off in the distance on this rooftop. I'm like, I want to see him do that slow motion confetti and fireworks and stuff from jubilee's fingers i would just die you know and then like yeah think about her like you know because she can explode buildings and stuff and just the way that like you know buildings could just come apart and he'd do that so beautifully and i'm just like i i would love to see that and i also think i i'm kind of drawing a blank on some of her backstory but like what i remember enough of is from the you know my limited experience of the of the cartoon is like it was kind of an urban story you know she's got that Mm -hmm. big you know um yellow yellow coat on and stuff and she's just like running through a mall and all that stuff and i'm like a lot of that kind of evokes imagery of of some of what bong joon ho has done in the past you know okja running through a mall whatever like so i'm like i could just see him taking that character this this young female character and doing some really interesting things with it so that that was my first choice I like it I like that pick cool do you want me to go into my second yeah let's hear it okay this one is purely for selfish reasons I don't I don't know that it would be a perfect fit for Bong Joon-ho but the reality is, I love Logan. that is, to me uh, the, the movie Logan, you know um, mm-hmm. that is the epitome of what I want out of a superhero movie, which is funny because it's also sort of an anti-superhero movie is also how I think of that it is it It subverts every expectation that you have for a superhero movie. Yep. That's a whole other story that i could I could talk about Logan for a very long time. but my point is. That uh, my pick is that I would love to see Bong Joon Ho continue X23's story, also known as Laura. So, Hmm. if he took Laura from Logan and picked up, you know, a couple years later, again, this character being, you know, I think it ticks some boxes. She's an outsider, she's facing that struggle in the X Men universe of, you know, mutants are viewed as a subclass, they are persecuted. Uh, there's, there's always in the X-Men universe, a power struggle with the government, with corporations who want to exploit them. I mean, there's so much that is, is ripe for the taking for in particular that story. And also, you know, we have talked a number of times about how Bong Joon-ho likes to subvert expectations. He likes to take a character who seems like a hero and, and question, are they a hero and vice versa take someone who seems like a villain and make them seem like a hero and i think that someone like x23 if we picked up her story you know a couple years after maybe she's in her late teens early 20s or something like that we don't know what she's been up to but i could see her you know being that type of character who has done some really really awful shit but she's still you know still a good person down in in her core similar to the character of logan or wolverine himself so i think that the ambiguity of that character of are they a good person are they a bad person and then look at all the all the shit that they get into I, i would love to see him take that on um and i think that character for selfish reasons i want to see that story continued so yeah let's give it to bong joon ho why not i like it uh and and for a second i thought you were going somewhere that that i had in
0: mind uh, which is uh, one possible option for me would be bringing Wolverine into the MCU. Mm. Uh, for me, I, I love Logan as well. I think it's an amazing film. Uh, until that point, uh, I personally didn't think that they did much with Wolverine in the X-Men movies. Yeah, uh, I never thought Hugh Jackman was a great choice. Um, I think he was really good in Logan. Yeah. But for me, like, I grew up a big Wolverine fan. And when they cast Hugh Jackman, uh, you know, this was before social media, so so we didn't get the, the worldwide opinions. But mm-hmm. there was some, like, unrest of, like, okay, you just hired this Australian <laughs> known for doing some musical theater.
1: Yeah, he's, like, six foot two. He's, yeah, he's <laughs>
0: super tall. And maybe one of the things I liked about Wolverine when I was a kid, because I was super short, was that he was not like a tall dude. Yeah, he was known for being kind of on the short side, right? So I always kind of felt this this connection. He was angry, you know. I had a lot of unresolved anger and didn't really understand it. Uh, so I always had this deep connection with Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that could be interesting. I would. I, I'm looking forward to when they bring him into the MCU. Yeah. But I don't know that he's necessarily a great fit for Bong Joon-ho. And overall, I did try to think about this in a similar way to you. Think about Bong Joon-ho's themes, his visuals. Uh, I tried to think outside the box. There are several Korean heroes in Marvel Comics. Mm -hmm. They're all, or for the most part, they're pretty recent, including one uh, who was introduced this year named Taeguki. Who's apparently like, I haven't read any of the storylines with him, but he's apparently like up there in terms of like the strongest heroes in Marvel's world. Mm-hmm. There are also Silk and Luna mm-hmm. Snow, Crescent and White Fox. I think those are the the core of Marvel's Korean heroes. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't want to like pigeonhole Bong Jun ho and be like, you have to make a Korean hero, right? you know? Yeah. So I tried to start thinking outside the box and I was, I thought a lot about the, the economic disparity. So that led me to thinking about characters that are like, maybe have some Robin Hood tropes. Yeah. So Green Arrow came to mind. He is kind of this rich kid, you know, kind of a standard, like rich person uses their, their wealth to hunt down bad guys kind of thing. Yeah. But there are some storylines where he is a little more Robin Hoodish, and of course, if you go back to the the old look, which I'm not a huge fan of, with the Robin Hood hat and everything. Right. I also thought of Bane. Um, he's of course a, a villain, but uh, if you if you watched Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy and you get to Bane in there, like his whole his whole point is trying to reset the economic disparity right and you know that we're seeing more movies about villains yep. right now and villain uh origin stories so B- so bane kind of fit into that for me yeah he ticks some of those those boxes he might be a little grittier than than what we've seen visually mm-hmm. jumping back to marvel i also thought of daredevil yeah not not so much a like cause of economic disparity or anything but really like a champion of of the little guy in terms of like legal work right and social justice change through like supporting the little guy mm-hmm. and I thought that could be that could be interesting for for him as well yeah and then one that's really outside the box maybe but deals with some of the environmental concerns that we see Bong Jun ho tackle particularly in The Host
1: and Okja, was Swamp Thing. Oh, as soon as you said environmental, I was like, is he going to say Swamp Thing? Because that'd be great. Right? Yeah. And I was like, this
0: is... I think there are some environmental themes that come through a lot of comic uh, runs, but Swamp Thing has always been, you know, he's like, he's protector of nature. Yeah. And he's, he's a monster, but he's also like a good guy yeah really complicated character and I think that fits in well plus I think that there's a lot of uh, opportunity for Bong Joon-ho aesthetics yeah to come into play here and to be done in a natural world environment that we don't see in a lot of his movies
1: right so that that one I think could be really cool I, I yeah I, I could definitely see that I think so far out of the ones that you've listed I'm like I that w- that one's the one that maybe gets me the most excited because I'm like there's a, and I'm I'm not particularly familiar with Swamp Thing I think I saw one of the movies I think it was a movie mm-hmm. in like from the 80s or whatever when I was like yeah a, a, a little tiny person I was a very young young child but <laughs> i i had I, seen enough that i i owned an action figure of the swamp thing and there's always been something that's sort of like in in the eyes there's always just something that's like very sad about swamp thing as a character like you just look at him and it's just i, I know there's different iterations of the character where in, in some he's like a scientist who became this thing and then in others he's more of like a force of nature um but either way, I just feel like there's there's a certain element of somberness or sadness to him that I think mm-hmm. would work really well, especially, you know, in, in the context of the environmental issues that we're seeing today. So I'm like, I think, yeah, I think Bong Joon-ho would would handle that in a really interesting way. And I can already see the tracking shot through
0: the trees. Right. As people are running, uh, you know, that that we get in so many of his his films. Oh, yeah. Two, as an aside, I noticed or I saw a news story recently that uh, a little connection here. Park Sojun, who had a small role in Parasite as the, the friend who uh, leaves town and ends up getting uh, the jobs lined up mm-hmm. for, for the family. That actor, he's going to be in the Captain Marvel sequel, The Marvels. Oh, cool. And they they haven't released his role yet, so we we are seeing some Bong Joon Ho <laughs> MCU connections starting to form. Nice. That movie already has a director, but you know it's it's a slow movement. Yeah. My my selfish choice, and and this is kind of moot now because there is a Disney Plus show. One of my all time favorite heroes is Moon Knight. <laughs> For me, again, another character that has a very deep connection depending on which iteration of the character, he has really serious mental health issues. Hmm. And and though he he's given his powers by an Egyptian god, there is no reason why that character would necessarily be a great fit for Bong Joon-ho. He's kind of the thing of like, I love the character so much that any filmmaker I also really love, I would like to see do that. Right. So that that would be my my selfish choice, but that's kind of moot. I just hope the show is amazing, right?
1: You, you know, I'll, I'll touch on this real quick too because you mentioned it, and I and I I had forgotten that Jubilee is actually an Asian character. I think she's mm-hmm. Chinese, I believe, uh, Chinese raised by American parents. Because I, I was like, I was Wikipediaing the character just to remind myself, but I don't remember her being that. Uh, ethnicity in the cartoon so it, it's just funny like you know you mentioned pigeonholing and all that stuff and i was like oh i was like i didn't even realize that this character is asian um but obviously mm-hmm. chinese not korean but uh just just uh throwing that out there that that was purely coincidence because i was like you know i i just would love that visual style of of Jubilee with these fireworks and all this color and stuff that Bong Joon-ho does so well I'm like I I would love to see him take on like a a colorful palette for his next film or whatever project he does um you know Parasite is colorful in the sense of like all that greenery and stuff but like I think about a lot of what he did you know and and then Snowpiercer and some of these other things that they're they're very muted you know Mm -hmm. but he's such a dynamic filmmaker I'm like I want to see him no matter what he does I I hope something that he does next has like a lot of color in it because that would be great
0: right. yeah i i love that idea i like the way you're thinking about it it made me think of james gunn's the suicide squad the, yep. the new film yeah um, because there is a scene with harley quinn uh walking oh, out yeah. a building with all these flowers and stuff and it <laughs> reminded me of the confetti scene in barking dogs Never yeah